Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Spiritual Insights with Charlotte Spicer. Spirituality and Metaphysics Talk Radio, featuring a course in miracles, dream interpretation, guided meditation, and the psychic and metaphysics free-for-all. It's your opportunity to consult with a professional psychic medium, discuss past lives, the chakras, and more. We are non-denominational, and there are no limits. Want to change your life? You must first change your mind. 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 No matter your religious structure, cultivate peace in your reality through self-awareness with an authentic spiritual teacher. And now, your host, Charlotte Spicer. Hello and welcome to Spiritual Insights, everyone. I am Charlotte Spicer, executive producer and host of the show, energetic healer and channel for Yeshua, also known as Jesus. Thank you so much for tuning in from the United States and around the world. Today we bring you The Nature of Reality with Bill Ferguson. Bill is here to offer us his insights as we explore a variety of topics. Bill shares my love for the psycho-spiritual approach to life and human nature and articulates his knowledge in a way that everyone can relate to, no matter your background. Bill's work has been referred to as the penicillin of psychology. He's been featured on Oprah and has worked with thousands of people around the world. He comes highly recommended by both the Wall Street Journal and the Washington Post and offers private sessions to help you handle your current life situation. Visit MasteryOfLife.com to book a consultation with him and learn more about his best-selling books and his mastery course, a step-by-step process for resolving problem areas, healing relationships, and creating a great life. Bill will show you how to be effective in handling whatever life brings you. I would be honored to work with you in a private session, and you can choose from a variety of sessions available at SpiritualInsightsRadio.com. Well, let's get started. Welcome back, Bill. So great to see you again. Great to be here. So Always love we, talking with you. Thank you so much. I feel the same way. We have a good time, and it's a fantastic opportunity to share information and yeah. and let it let that information flow to everyone who needs it so much. So what we were talking about was how to deal with change, how we can help everyone go from victim stagnation and repetition which is normally where we go in a situation that triggers us it triggers the old it triggers the past our our conditioned responses to change and upset so we go from that state of mind which is a choice victim stagnation repetition to flow purpose and creation so we want to share with them how to let go of circumstances and get into the flow what to do next get to the purpose of where you're going and then how to bring something forth, which would be the creation aspect. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Where would you like to start? Well, great. Well, well one thing uh, is whenever you're having a difficult time because of changes or, or whatever it is that's going on, the time ultimately is never difficult. It's how we relate to the time has us experience it as being difficult. Mm-hmm. So, for example, uh, upsets are never caused by what happens. An upset can only exist if we're fighting what happens. Right. 
Mm-hmm. And a fear is the same thing. A fear is a state of mind created by resisting a future event. Right. Mm-hmm. So if we're in a state of fear, we're resisting the possibility of something. Right. Like the world falling apart or World War Three, or losing everything or whatever. But it's the resisting of the future event creates the fear. The bigger the fear, the more we're threatened. The more we're threatened, the more we lose our ability to see clearly. And we tend to act destructively. Yes. So if I have a fear of losing somebody, I'm going to tend to hang on to her and push her out the door. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So it's like whatever we fear, we tend to create. So, so very, very important whenever you're having a difficult time, top, top priority is to get your peace back. Yes. Mm-hmm. Because when you get your peace back, you see clearly. You're creative. You're resourceful. You automatically look in a direction where solutions show up. And when you're in that state of peace, that voice from within speaks louder. Our intuition speaks. We're just very effective when we're in that state of inner peace. Right. And when we are state of in that state of fear and upset, we're so full of emotion, we can't see anything. Exactly. And when I mentioned repetition, what I'm referring to is you now have an opportunity to address a situation that may seem familiar, at least the fear itself is, but you can address that differently than you did in the past, thereby avoiding making the same mistake again. Yeah. And when we're in that state of fear and upset, we're going to keep having the exact same negative thoughts. We're going to act in the same negative way, which is going to produce the same result, Mm -hmm. which produces stagnation. Because nothing else is going to change. Right. You're stuck. We're stuck. Yep. We're stuck. So so to get your peace back, ultimately, we've got to do the opposite of what destroys our peace. Instead of resisting the future event or instead of resisting what's going on, make peace with it. Yes. Mm-hmm. And making peace with it doesn't mean do nothing. Making peace with something ultimately is nothing more than surrendering to the truth. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Because it's the way it is, whether we like it or not. What may happen is what may happen. Our feelings are irrelevant. It's yeah. like when you can, can let go of the resisting and surrender to the truth, then you have a peace where you can start putting your focus on based on the facts what do i need to do right and that's like where we're effective right like we've said in our previous conversations where's the solution here's the problem yes. where's the solution yes. right yeah yeah and and one of the 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 key elements in restoring your peace is to get rid of the emotion yes because because on the surface, we resist certain circumstances, but at a deeper level, we never resist the circumstances. We resist all the feelings and emotion that get triggered by the circumstances. So true. So, so something happens, triggers all this stuff in us, but we don't notice that we have these feelings and emotions that are being triggered 
the only thing we notice are the circumstances that trigger them. Yes. But the circumstances are never the problem. The problem is the emotion. But the emotion is subconsciously perceived as a threat. Right. The emotion itself. Right. Yes. Yes. So I don't want to feel this way again, is what we say. Exactly. So we misidentify the threat. You know, we think the threat's the circumstance, but the threat is really the emotion. So, so the thing to get, and then the more you resist the emotion, the bigger it becomes, the stronger yes. it becomes. We give it power. Right. So to get rid of it, to have it lose power, do the opposite of what gives it power. Feel it. Feel it deliberately, purposefully, and feel it willingly like a child. And if you look, that's the natural healing process. Look at little kids. When little kids get hurt, they cry and they cry and they cry. And when they get through crying, the hurt's all gone. They get up, they go on. Yes. They get, they get and, right back to playing in most circumstances. Yes, yes. And the thing that little kids do that we lose as adults is they feel their hurt willingly. And in the feeling it willingly, that allows it to come, run its course and go. They feel willingly and they're in the moment. Yes, yes, yes. Now, we live in a culture that teaches us the opposite. You want to cry about something? I'll give you something to cry about. Be strong. We're taught to suppress these feelings. But when we suppress them, they turn into pain. And then, and then when they turn into pain, they become a threat. So not only are we taught, don't feel your feelings, but the feelings are too scary to feel anyway. Yes. Shut it all that, down. Mm -hmm. Shut it all down. And then when we shut it down, there's a part of us that just dies inside. It's true. You know, look at little kids. There's a beautiful aliveness that little kids have. Where does it go? Well, it gets buried. <laughs> yeah. So, so whenever you're in a difficult time, whenever you're threatened, notice the feelings and emotion, notice the hurt and dive into it. Feel it willingly like a child, deliberately and purposefully. And if there aren't any real tears, fake the tears. And one of the things that I found that's so powerful is that when you exaggerate the emotion, you vaporize it. I've lived this. It works. Very, very powerfully. Very, very powerfully. I wonder if we can find a, a calmer way for people to receive this. So when we say, okay, you're filled, you know, something's happened. You've gotten bad news. You need a solution. You feel victimized. Um, you're in a state of fear. You do that spiral that we do, that familiar spiral, because here it is again. The, the pain of whatever you're experiencing and then the fear of the future as it may become as a result. Yeah. But we're saying to f dive into it and feel it, allow yourself to feel it. And it's almost like you see a, a, a large wave coming for you. And instead yeah. of going beneath the surface of the ocean, let's, let's use a, an ocean reference. Yeah. That works well on the show in many circumstances. Yeah. So you're standing in the ocean, you see a large wave coming for you. So instead of diving beneath the surface and, you know, immersing yourself to where you think you can avoid 
that wave yeah. crashing over you, allow it to wash over you, knowing that yeah. you're safe. Yeah. Feel it, and then the wave dissolves. Yeah, and a very powerful tool to allow you to, to do that is to notice, is to separate the circumstance from the emotion. Okay. Because the circumstances are outside of us. The emotion is inside of us. Yes. Mm -hmm. They're not connected in reality. Okay, somebody did something, and then that triggered all this emotion in me. Okay, the circumstance is outside of me, and it's not even there anymore. It's gone now. Right. And, but the emotion is still there, and that's inside of me. So as soon as you notice that the circumstance and the emotion are in two different locations, they're not connected, instantly the circumstance loses power. Right. Then the next step is to dive into the emotion, feel it willingly like a child, deliberately and purposefully, and get that emotion out of you. Right. Because the more you get that emotion out of you, the more you get both, the more you restore both your effectiveness and your peace. Right. And there's, and there's two different types of emotion. There's the hurt of the circumstances, what happened. And then there's that deeper hurt, that deeper suppressed hurt of feeling worthless, not good enough, not worth loving, failure, that sort of thing. Yes. Mm -hmm. and, and sometimes it's a suppressed emotion of physical trauma. But most of the time, it's the suppressed emotion of that childhood hurt of feeling in some way, not okay. Yes. Okay. So you, want, so you want to feel that too, remembering that it's just a feeling. Mm -hmm. One thing that's interesting, if you, if you pick an upset time in your life, put yourself back in the upset and then notice you're going to have certain body sensations. Yes. Your chest, you might feel tight in your chest, your throat, you, but there's going to be certain very specific physical sensations and if you can relax into those sensations they lose power and as they lose power they disappear and when the sensations disappear so does the upset be yeah because because ultimately the upset is created by resisting the sensations true but let's bring up an example Here's Pardon? a good one. Here's bring, here's an example I want to bring up. Just a real quick sidebar. Uh, imagine a scenario from the past where you felt embarrassed and your face yeah. turns red and the blood rushes yeah. to your face yeah. and your neck gets all hot and now you're having yeah. a physical experience of yeah. the emotion you're feeling. But yeah. then you feel it dissipate and then you feel better, just like you're saying. Yes, yes. yes. And we don't notice it, but what we fight are the body sensations. Mm-hmm. And I do. <laughs> that's yeah. all they're they're nothing but body sensations. There's nothing threatening about them in reality. Right. Only subconsciously in our mind do we perceive them as a threat. But they're not right. a threat. It's true because emotions are of the body. Yes. They they come from the body for you to it, experience. Yes. 
They're yeah. visceral. It's yeah. a visceral experience. Yeah. yeah. And then the more you work on releasing the emotion, every time you get rid of a little bit more of the emotion, there's less emotion in the future to get triggered. Right. It keeps reminding me of like letting the air out of a balloon. Yes. Uh, yes. You know, let the air out of the balloon. Stop holding all this in. Express it in whatever way. And people are going to say, well, how do I do that? You can do it creatively through any of the artistic pursuits, walking, nature. Whatever your zen is, do it. Get that emotion yeah. out. Cry, beat a pillow. Who cares? Yeah. And the fast, and, and it's a beautiful, beautiful metaphor, releasing the, the air from a balloon. Because there's, there's all this stuff in us that the body just automatically trying to purge. And we it's stop like, it like from doing that. Balloon, you let go of the balloon, it purges itself. And, it's and goes thing. away in most cases. It goes away. It yeah. off. And ultimately, it's the same thing with emotion. It's just that we've been taught to relate to the hurt in a way that destroys the automatic release. Yes. By repressing it, fighting yeah. it, resisting it, pushing it down. And, and the most powerful way and a lot of times people will will try to avoid the hurt by doing things to distract them but the but what's really valuable is to dive into it and get it out yes get it out of you and just exaggerate the feelings an, an example one time i was feeling real discouraged and i decided okay i'm going to be very discouraged i'm incredibly discouraged i'm very discouraged and i just exaggerated it and then and then real soon it's like i started laughing and then that wow. whole feeling of discouraged disappeared no kidding because it's like when you put it there that does the opposite of what gives it power what gives it power is fighting it when you put it there which is what happens when you exaggerate it you're doing 180 degrees opposite of what gives it power so when you exaggerate it deliberately purposefully you vaporize it it takes away the power it takes away the power and the thing that i found is that we have the ability within us to restore our peace fast no matter what our circumstances are yes it's inherent in being human and we had it when we were young. Mm -mm -mm. Now it's time to get it back. I want to equate this with spilt milk. Let's use spilt milk as the metaphor this time. So you spill milk. It's annoying. It's frustrating. It's time consuming. You got to clean it up. So, yeah. as you're saying, exaggerate the feeling and make it the end of the world. Yeah. And you will yeah. laugh because... Yeah of the amount of um, exaggeration you yeah. applied to pull it so far out of proportion, then it yeah. seems to me, let's keep the, the balloon reference, with the elasticity of the balloon, yeah. blow up the balloon further, fill it as much as you can with exaggerated emotion, and then when you let it out, it stretches yeah. back to proper yeah. proportion, its original size, and now you can deal with it. Yeah. And one thing that's very important is to feel the hurt because you choose to rather than you're a victim of the circumstances there you go when you feel the hurt as a victim of the circumstance a person can cry hours a day for months and have no healing if you take the exact same hurt and feel it deliberately purposefully you can have a major healing in minutes you can 
and, and the way yeah. to tell whether you're feeling the hurt at cause or at the effect, the way to tell is to notice the direction of your focus. If your focus is on what happened, you're feeling it at the effect as a victim. If your focus is on the emotion and getting it out of you, you're feeling it at cause. Uh, you mean effect? No, when, you, when your focus is on the circumstances, it's at the effect. But when your focus is on the emotion and getting oh, it I out see. of you, you're, you're, then you're feeling it deliberately, purposefully, you're feeling it at cause. At cause, I see what you're saying. Yeah, okay. but that's a good way to tell whether you're feeling it in a way that has it go or has it stay. So to really button that up, are you upset about what happened or are you upset about the way you're feeling? Well, ultimately, if there's any upset, we're fighting. Right. Some, some circumstances. How do I say that better then? Are you feeling regret at what happened or well, overwhelmed by emotion? How do I rephrase feeling, that then? Okay. When, you, when, you're, when, you're in, when you're doing the healing work, it's like what happened happened. There's a circumstance. Right. And here's the emotion. And it has nothing to do with the circumstance. It's just a pure emotion that needs to be released. Right. So you're not even having a conversation about upset or what happened. Got it. It's all about, I've got these body sensations. I've got this, this blown up balloon that needs to get purged. I need to get the air out of it. I need to get and, the hurt out of me. Or, and I, I have an overwhelming need to cry in this moment. Exactly. exactly. It is like when you ever have the time when you have an overwhelming need to cry, do it. You know, maybe you need to go into another room or go to your car or something, but do it. Get it out of you. Because one of the things about the body, the body is constantly trying to purge itself of negative energy. Yes. Or you get you, anything that's not a, not pure to us, the, the body's going to try to purge it. You get a splinter in your finger, you can't find a splinter, the body's going to bring it to the surface. So suppressed emotion is, is toxic. It's very destructive. So the body is just constantly trying to purge it. Like and food. You, you ingest yeah. the food and it doesn't like it. It doesn't agree. And it says this has exactly. to go. It's, right. a, it's the same thing. So the suppressed, so the body is designed to remove itself of impurities and suppressed emotion is a very, very destructive thing. It destroys our life, destroys our health, all sorts of nasty stuff. So ultimately, whenever we're in a state of upset, what's happening is the circumstances have come along and triggered this emotion that's already there and it's bringing it to the surface so we can pull it out. <laughs> so right. ultimately, every upset is an opportunity for healing. Absolutely. It's just yeah. hard to think of that in the moment. It really is. Exactly. Even exactly. for the best of us. I don't care who you are. It's hard to exactly. remember that when you're upset. <laughs> exactly. But, but what happens, and you practice this and you start seeing it, it's like the first thing is you're just in the middle of it. You're just in the middle of the circumstances. But then there's a moment where you notice, oh, I'm upset. Oh, I'm in a state of fear. Oh, I'm discouraged. Oh, I'm. But you know, you shift from being in the middle of it to being the observer. That's a big, big step. And Huge. then from that place of being the observer, then you can take the action you need to get your peace back. Right. Okay. I like to call that like conscious observation mode. Yes. Yes. Instead of experiencer to observer. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. Because mm -hmm. That's where you get your power. Right. When you're the victim of the circumstances, you are stuck. 
But when you shift from, oh, there's the circumstances and here's how I'm reacting, you're on that. That's the first step in getting your power back. You're you're at acceptance level. You say, okay, this is yeah. what happened. So we bring. Yeah. Let's touch on that ex- acceptance. So having laid our case out, how do yeah. we fix it? How do we move on from being in victim mode to getting to that flow? Okay. Uh, well, one thing. One thing I just want to mention. Another. Another important part of like letting go is trusting. Ah. Uh, mm-hmm. But but it's not trusting that things are going to turn out like we want. Because very often things don't turn out like we want. It's trusting that no matter how things turn out, I'll be fine. Okay. If I lose everything, I may cry. I'll be sad. Yeah. But I'll be fine. Give credit to resilience. How many of us at some point in our life have picked up and started over in some way? Yeah. 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 And, and. Um, and in terms of spirituality, it's trusting in God. Yeah. Trusting that we really will be fighting when the smoke clears. And ultimately, whenever there's a difficult time, ultimately, it's being brought to us for our healing and our growth. And I can look in my life and I can and I've had my share of difficult times and I can look at them and I can see that every difficult time I've had has been followed by something great. And I wouldn't have the life I have today had it not been for the difficult times in my past. Mm. See, So part of why we're here on the planet is to grow. And as long as you live, as long as we live, we're going to have challenges and difficult times. The, the thing that's so important is to develop the ability to flow through them and have the difficult times come and go quickly. My wife said something I really like. She said, a, diff- a, a life that works is not a life that's problem-free. Yeah. Rather, a life that works is one where difficult times come and go, leaving behind a mark of healing and growth. That's beautiful. Yeah, but it really is. And it's like that's part of what the purpose of life is, is to learn how to deal with what life brings us. Yeah. And the key in all of that is to develop your ability to let go and flow and to restore yourself. Yeah. And that is what life is all about, flow. Yeah. Okay. It, wow. It, yeah. Beautiful. It is. it is. So the two elements in letting go and flowing, the most important, of course, is releasing the emotion. And the other one is trusting that you're going to be okay no matter what happens. This too shall pass. This too shall pass. It will. I mean – look back on our lives i don't care how old you are but look back and things pass you move on yeah it's the nature of difficult times difficult times are always 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 short term and they they come and they go difficult times are always temporary I want to I want to back that up a little. Sometimes they can be a little prolonged. However, in yeah. in that prolonged state, they do shift and change. Yeah. And they are always temporary and sometimes they're longer some some challenges and difficult times are longer than others, but they are always temporary. Right. And and ultimately the only choice we have 
is are we going to fight them or flow with them? When you can flow with them, the difficult times move quickly. When you fight them, they move very, very slowly. That's true. We call it adaptation. Yes. You adapt to it. You're back in the flow. There you go. Yeah. 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 And then you can take action based on facts instead of emotion. Right. Because when we're in a state of turmoil, all of our actions are based on emotion, which almost guarantees us to mess things up. Right. But when you're free of the emotion, then you look and see, okay, here's the facts. What do I need to do? I feel called to bring up some a uh, couple of circumstances that some of the listeners might be going through. Uh, in one case, you might be losing um, your mobility. You might find that you can't walk as well as you could. You might need to yeah. use a walker yeah. or a wheelchair. In another yeah. case, you might be losing one of the five senses. You're going to have yeah. to adjust yeah. and get into yeah. the flow of that new circumstance. And it's still surrendering to the truth. It is. Yeah. I had a friend years ago that uh, was dying, had lung cancer. And, but he was so at peace with his circumstances. We would go and visit him in the hospital and we left feeling better than before we got there. No kidding. Because he was just such a light. He was just so able to flow with things. So it's just, it's just, it's never, ever, ever ultimately the circumstances. And obviously some circumstances are a whole lot easier to flow with than others. Sure. But (laughs) but no matter what it is, it will never be more than a circumstance. This is true. Yeah. And like losing your ability to walk, Uh, losing somebody you've been married to for 50 years. I Mm -hmm. mean, like there are some difficult things that happen. They are. But there's still nothing more than a circumstance. That's what it boils down to, yeah. Yeah, and the circumstances only have the power that we give them. No circumstance inherently has power. It only has the power we give it, and we give it power by fighting it. There you go. Beautiful. And we give it a positive power by appreciating it. And that gives a purpose by definition? Well, the thing about purpose, it's a... Um, the, the conversation about life purposes is really important, particularly when you're in, in a state of change and you're looking for what's next. Yes. Then life purpose is something that's very, very important. So with life purpose, every one of us, we're all created with certain gifts and talents and abilities that are unique to us. There are certain gifts that I have that other people don't have. There are gifts that you have that other people don't have. Everybody has what they were created to be. What life purpose is, is the full expression of what you were created to be. And when you're living your life purpose, you are expressing the very essence of who you are. And it's something you're naturally good at. It's something that you love doing. Um, And it's, and And also you can never get burned out living your life purpose. You can get physically used up, but you'll never get burned out because everything you do to express your purpose energizes you and empowers you. My goodness, that's beautifully said. So life purpose 
is available for everybody, but very few people ever seek it. Yeah. So there's a number of steps in bringing it forth. Mm -hmm. um, by the way, I'm gonna, before I give the steps, I want to go back and give you an example in my life. There was a time in my life, this was back when I practiced law. And, you know, things were going okay, but there was just something missing in life. And, and then I noticed that I wanted to have something that I could put my heart and soul into. I wanted to have something I could throw my life into, but I didn't know what it would be. Okay. So I kept looking and kept looking and kept looking. And then, and then finally there was a point where I discovered my passion. And what my passion was, was if I could say a few words that made a difference in somebody's life, I came alive. Yeah. You know, I discovered yeah. my passion. My passion is, you know, making a difference in people's lives. Yeah. Familiar. And then, then after I found my passion, then the next step is to find the vehicle for how to express it. And that's the hard part, but it always comes when that's your commitment and determination. Hmm. Mm -hmm. And because it's something you can't Google it. Right. You can't go look it up. It, it's, it is a creation. It gets brought forth out of your commitment and determination. So for me, I found that I, I wanted to have my life be about making a contribution, but I didn't know how I didn't know the vehicle. So I kept looking and looking and looking and it, and it took almost three years to find it. But then there was a point when, when I realized that, Oh, about right before I realized my passion, I, I was, I was, I was so committed to find, to find having my life be about contribution. I had decided that if what it took to have my life be about making a difference was joining the Peace Corps and living in a tent, earning $800 a month, that's what I was going to do. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, then, and then about a week or so after that, I saw, oh, I can close the law practice and I can start doing workshops for people, teaching this stuff to people and making a difference in their life and, and doing what I loved. And then yeah. um, took me about three months to close the law practice. And then I closed it. And then the rest was history. I would have loved to have seen you in that moment. Wow. Saying goodbye yeah, yeah. to one part of a big part of your life that you studied so hard for. Yeah. I've been and then to say, you know what? This makes me happier. This is what I'm going to do. Yeah. Yeah. Because this is my heart. And I had to follow my heart. And I remember calling my dad, telling him that I was going to close my law practice. And I expected some kind of lecture or something. But he said to me, I always loved, he said, you got to follow your heart, son. Oh, my God. And it's true. That Once brought tears you, to your eyes. I can see it. Yeah, it did. Once you find your life purpose, you can't not do it. Right. You'll shrivel up. You will. Because, because you'll know too much. And, it, and there's two main elements in finding your life purpose. The first one is to find your passion. What do you love to do? What would you pay to, for the privilege of doing it? 
-hmm. Find your passion. And by the way, another thing about life purpose, it's always some form of making a contribution. Always. Always some form of making a contribution. Hands down. We're here to help each other and to serve. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. So the first thing is to look for the passion. Mm -hmm. And then and then once you find the passion, oh, and also you don't want to come up with a quick answer. Okay. It's usually more value. The question has more value than the answer. That's true. Like you want to live in the question, well, what is my passion? What is my passion? I think this is it. But you keep looking. And there's a point where you just, that's it. And that is the most loaded question on the planet. What is my purpose? It's loaded. We need yes. to go into the question to find the answer. Yes. Yes. The, yes. That's where the question contains yeah. the answer. So usually the case. So what's the second step? Yeah. Find your passion. So, then so what? the next step is to find the vehicle to express right. it. Mm -hmm. And that comes out of your commitment, your determination, your intention. It comes from looking and looking and looking. And for me, it took me about three months to find my passion. And it took two years, nine months to find the vehicle. No kidding. So it, it took me a while. Some people are faster, but it, but it always comes when it you does. seek it. When mm -hmm. you seek it. And then after you find it, then it's like the question of, okay, well, well, how do I express it? How do I, you know, how do I make it happen? And it's a question that goes on forever. Well, I think the listeners would ask in this moment, so you close down your law practice to pursue how to make a contribution, but how did you live? They're going to say, well, what do well, I do in the well, meantime to keep my bills paid? Well, in my passion, I started doing workshops. Okay. And in the beginning, I didn't even charge people. And I started doing workshops and I didn't realize it, but that was the expression of my passion. Mm -hmm. And then the workshop started growing and growing. And, uh, and then there was a point where I saw, oh, I can shift from the law practice to doing the workshops. Oh, you did it so, first and then you made that transition. But I didn't plan it that way. It just, oh. <laughs> out, of, out, of, out of my intention, that showed up. Right. And so I didn't just close the law practice and say, okay, now what am I going to do? Okay. You know, that's I, what I'm I, picturing. I, a, a, I'd, a I'd blank already area. started the workshop. So I'd already, I'd already started that. And then I saw, oh, I see. I can close the law practice and do the workshops full time. Okay. So there was momentum that was building. And I yeah. would, I would guess that it was like it says in your bio that you were, you wound up counseling these clients saving these marriages for the most part and then you yeah. really got to build some momentum and yeah. some steam and then you said okay now i can shift go from yeah. this boat and, to that boat yeah and i and i ended up learning a whole lot because my um gosh since the the mid-70s i've just had this this profound curiosity of what is it to be human and how does it all work and i've just did all sorts of self-development stuff and work with stuff and and you know i learned and learned and learned and it's all like I had this knowledge, you know, I knew how to heal relationships. I knew how to, to, to do these different things. Yeah. Um, and, and I wanted to be able to express it. Right. So I closed the law practice and then started doing the workshops full time. And then I wrote a number of books, uh, got a phone call from Oprah one day, Oprah one day wanted me to be on her show. And it just, it just, <laughs> just things kind of, I love you it. Yeah, kind of took off from there. Do you still have yeah. her number? <laughs> no. 
What a day, huh? <laughs> Hello, this is Oprah. Fantastic. That's a great story. So what do we want to leave the listeners with well, the big to thing summarize? Is like when you're dealing with change, because life brings us difficult times, the thing that's so important is to be able to flow with them. Get your peace back no matter what your circumstances are, and then look and see based on the facts rather than the emotion, what action you need to take. And the moment you commit, you know, create a plan of action, commit to that plan of action, you get your power back. Okay, so that's that's one thing is to, is to restore your peace, look to see what you need to do. And then and if you're looking at making a change in your life, a very valuable question is what's my life purpose what is my passion and start the process of looking to see what is my passion and what's the vehicle to express it because once you find and not everybody's called to do life purpose but if you're called to do life purpose you know once you find it it's a game changer yes go back here on the show I've touched on it a few times, and largely it's been said, your life purpose is to live your life. But I like that this takes it a step deeper. So, okay, so my purpose is to live my life. What do I want my life to look like? I want to be of service, or I want to contribute, like you said, I want to contribute to other people's happiness. it's, It's bringing forth a seed that was planted in you. Eons ago, before you were born. Yeah. Okay. It's like yes. There was something and express that. It's something that's there, and then as you discover it and you bring it forth, uh, you make a difference on the planet, and you certainly make a difference in your life. And isn't that the meaning of life? To come to to express something that is contained within you. Yes. Yes. That's to it. Bring forth who we are, and part of who we are is the light. Part of who we are is that state of pure love, pure creation, pure possibility. Part of who we are is that oneness. And as we bring that forth, you know, you create a life more wonderful than you can imagine. I would and that's agree. not to say you won't have difficult times, but you're going to be so much more able to deal with them. I get the image in my mind when I hear you say that of seeing, let's say, myself clawing my way up through soil fertile soil clawing my way trying to get to the sunlight and it may take a while because you're sometimes you're climbing through a mountain picture a mountain over over the um over the the ground and you're climbing up and up and up but when you do break the surface and come out i just think it's exhilarating yeah and it's learning how it's learning how it's like looking because we're not inherently taught how to bring forth who you are. Yeah. We're not taught how to create a great life. So it's like we're in the muck and we're looking and we're looking and we keep taking the next step and we keep taking the next step. But eventually, you know, you, you get out from under it. You do. And it is exhilarating. Uh, someone asked me yesterday about my challenge over the past, you know, I'll say five years now. What have you learned? And I said, you know what? I've always known I've been strong. I had a tough childhood. And if you survive that, you know you're strong, right? 
Yeah. And it takes a lot of mental strength to get through a lot of things. So I, I give people credit if they feel that they need to break down from time to time and, and really go into a deep rest state or depressed state. But I said, you know what? This proved it to me. Before, it felt like maybe I was proving it to everybody else. But this time, I proved it to myself. It's different. I can touch it now. And the name of the game is to develop your ability to live in the experience of love, to live in the light. Amen to that. Yeah. And then wow. The job is to seek it and to learn how. Well, hopefully we've helped a lot of people to get a little closer to that today. Yes. Yes. Okay. This was fantastic. Thank you so much, Bill. I want to remind the listeners, um, visit spiritual uh, – no, I'm sorry. This was fantastic as always, Bill. Thank you so much for coming to share your insights with us. Ladies and gentlemen, visit MasteryOfLife.com for helpful information and to seek Bill's guidance for your situation. Visit SpiritualInsightsRadio.com to book an energetic healing session with me. I look forward to being of service to you. Thank you so much, Bill. This is always such a pleasure. It's great to be here, and I just always, always, always love doing this with you. Thank you. I'll see you soon. Oh, thank you very much. I appreciate that. I take it to heart. All right, everyone. All right, everyone. That's our show for today. Until next time, God bless and be at peace.